I think also I'd like to invest in the, you know, again, now the studio of the pod. I think we look cool, like, in the studio. Yeah, we're, let's, uh, you know, we're one weekend. But I, I think, as far as dreaming big goes, yeah, I think having a, a, a specific studio for the podcast. I mean, it's cool that it's in our studio. Yeah. But just maybe. I'm I sure guess, it I might guess, be a little. You know what? Maybe this is good enough. Um, yeah, it's, that's, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, therapy's y- over. You heard it here first. Alex's first time saying this is good enough ever in his life. Listen, being satisfied with good enough is failure. Okay, Gary V. This is, you know, no great things were ever made when someone said this is good enough. I thought you wanted to be great, Kevin. Did, I don't think I ever said that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking perfect, Kevin. Yeah. That's the fucking <laughs> intro. That's sure. It. That's it. Yeah, um, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Rian in the background. You ready? Yeah. Should we start the show? Three, two, one. Kevin. Wow, I'm loud in my headphones today. Yeah. Almost just blew my own ears out. You're all. You're at 10, dude. Damn, I bring it. Do you want me to turn you down a no, little bit? No, keep me up. <laughs> fucking let's rock maybe i'll turn you down a smidge nah no nah, 10 nah, nah. you want you want to be 10 up don't smidge me oh i wouldn't dream of it how are you kevin i'm good how are you i love this hat what hat that <laughs> you're wearing people can see we're on youtube oh yeah 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 work sucks i'm going skiing it's a fucking iconic hat it's my mantra that's, yeah that's what i'm trying to be great at yeah skiing i know you're you're fucking daredevil on the slopes you going this weekend right yeah, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know if I'm like cool with sharing my look, my future location on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. On people are gonna show up, and but I guess uh, if you're at Stowe, then let me know. You just said where, you said you're not cool with giving out your location, and then immediately gave out where you're gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, don't I know. said you were generally going skiing. Yeah, I mean, if you I guess be if there's anywhere, I don't know if there's any pod listeners there. I mean, just hit me up. I I'm, yeah, I'm down to hang. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's doing <laughs> sick shit. Like last weekend, uh, monster trucks. Oh yeah. How was that? Monster Trucks was unbelievable. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. Um <laughs> I'll be honest, like it's unbelievable. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it would have been unbelievable. We went to like the Sunday matinee. <laughs> was this fucking Broadway? Yeah, it started at like one. I mean, it's for kids, right? And it's not like a uh it's for people of all ages. Mm. Yeah, but, but I we, would imagine we, a lot of families there. No? Yeah, a ton of families, especially on the Sunday afternoon show. Next time I would do it a little differently. I would okay. go. I don't know if they do it in MSG. I doubt they would, but that'd be awesome. Where was this? It was at uh, UBS Arena. Is that the new NASA Coliseum? Yeah. Okay. It was, pretty, it was a pretty nice arena. I liked yeah. it. Long Island represent? Yeah, went to Long Island. Got some bagels? Yeah, I went to Utopia Bagels first. Shout out to them. Oh, uh, yeah. Best bagel I've ever had. I'm jealous because I watch this Eater video on YouTube. It has like 4 million plays, and it's just about this bagel shop, and I yeah. almost went and- I learned about it. We're we're right on the same. I learned about it from uh, Action Bronson's "Fuck That's Delicious" series. Yeah, he went there, and it was um, fantastic endeavor to watch that. But the bagels were great. You know, it's 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 always a good bagel when your cream cheese is all melty and you didn't get it toasted, steamy, Mm. Mm. hard shell. Oh, hard. uh, You know, not a hard shell, but like you know, crispy, crispy. Yeah, crispy and then soft in the middle. I love those videos where they show the bagels coming straight out of the oven yeah. and they open them up and you can see the steam rising yeah, yeah. and they kind of smack them and it's got the crispness. It's yeah, like, that was Fuck. the vibe. Those bagels were fucking sick. Ate yeah. too many bagels, so I was a little like carbed out for the monster truck rally. A little wow. low energy. Uh, were you boozing? 
Now, I've been telling you this. I'm uh I gave up the booze. I mean, not like permanently. Try January? No. Taking a break from the booze. I respect it. But I'm very much on the za. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about Zaza. Wow. Okay. Well, Kevin, <laughs> I, I I'm I, I applaud this. I think, you know, um booze is for the birds. Yeah, I mean, it's not really something I want applause for. Yeah. Um I think it's just a thing I'm doing and Hell I don't yeah. think it's like it's not I, I'm not a hero for this. <laughs> for other things, sure, but <laughs> to not ingest alcohol is not a heroic thing for me to do. Yeah. For other for other people, sure. Why do you feel like you need to tell everyone every day about it then? I'm I'm just kidding. You don't I'm not telling no, anybody. No, I know. You don't bring it up. The only jokes I'm making is off the booze on the za. <laughs> Which is a great bit. Because we're smoking the Zaza. Yeah, I got it, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. I watched the menu this weekend. You haven't seen it? Have I haven't seen it? seen it, no. You should watch it. I think you'd enjoy it. HBO Max, wild movie about sort of like high end dining and then takes a pretty cool twist towards murder. Sorry for the spoiler alert there. You know, I've actually changed my entire life, Alex. I'm uh, off the content. I'm off the content, off the visual content on the reading, which I guess is also visual. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Your boy's, your boy's reading because I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking smart. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I'm wicked smart. Wow. 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 <laughs> and you're from Boston now. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. What are you reading? Kitchen Confidential. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I just read this. Yeah. It's good. I influenced you. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Robin from 100%. <laughs> I influence Rob. <laughs> then I indirectly they influence it. Okay. No, my friend my friend got the book and she's in a book club and she wasn't reading it yet. So she gave, okay. it, she gave it to me mm-hmm. and you know, there's kind of a little bit of fire under my ass because I have to give it back. Got so, it. It's good though, right? Yeah, it's great. I, yeah. I read like 50 pages last night, which is, you know. Salute this man. First time I did that since, you know, in a long ass time. <sighs> reading is good. Yeah. Kids out there. I feel fucking smart. I recommend it. You're off the booze. You're reading. <laughs> I'm going to the gym too. You're, oh my god, Kevin! What are you? What? Three days in a row, baby. Three days in a row. Yeah, Kevin, I love this for you. Yeah, this is great. I'm on my health shit, dude. And you're gonna go skiing. Skiing's a good workout. Yeah, dude, this is great. I need to jump on the. I need to jump on the Kevin workout plan. I don't have a plan. I'm still on the content and the and the, and the shitty food. So the I got to end the booze. No, I I have been boozing a little bit more than I would like to be honest. I I. Um, I'm, I'm at this place in my life where uh, I'm old and literally I can't even have like three drinks without feeling like total ass the next Damn. day. And it sucks. Lightweight. So, no, it's true. I'm, I just, and it just, it's like not that it's not worth it. So I think it's funny. I had this thought actually this weekend where it was like all these people in like their, you know, later thirties, whatever they, they, you know, they, they, they kick the booze or they get rid of it and they're just like, then they sort of masquerade as heroes. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually your, your body just kind of naturally says like, stop doing this to me. Stop poisoning yeah. me. And so like, yeah, it's, it's, it's honorable and you, and it's something that you should be proud of. But like your, your body in some ways is kind of dictating that this is not something. No, to cue, be it, cue in. There goes my hero by Foo fighters. <laughs> um, so I'm still on the content, uh, the menu, Milf Manor, Watch, watch, fucking. Is Milf Manor out? It is out. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Do, do you know the concept? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Shit, I was gonna explain it to you again on the uh, show. Well, I guess there's no need for that. Okay, cool. I watch the Grammys. I watch like eight hours of the no, Grammys. Can, let's, can we talk about? You want to talk about Milf now. Manor? Let's talk about the Milfs. Okay, so single women between forty and sixty are on a sort of dating show. They are looking for men in their twenties, and they're staying in sort of a retreat in, in in Mexico. That's a pretty wild concept for a show. 
the twist is that the 20-something men's are actually the fucking women's children, <laughs> which is absolutely Oof. unhinged beyond uncomfortable, like incest moments it's like so it's so yeah, but like it's not, so crazy. not actually right no but like things moms should not say to their kids and things kids should not say to their moms yeah i saw some clips on twitter and yeah i was cringed out but mm-hmm. also extremely intrigued yeah it, it takes a lot to get sort of like shock and awe from a reality show these days mm-hmm. tlc is the ones who seem to they find a way yeah tlc's in their bag with yeah. the fucking shock and all reality shows i wonder what they turn down pitch wise what do they see that they're like oh this is too far we can't do this tip of the cap to them like they're really trying to compete with the new forms of content by really just giving us some shit that we can't look away from yeah this is this is unbelievably unhinged and i'm i'm here for it i feel like this would have been a solid show without the uh the final twist of them being related but that twist makes it all the more better yeah i think the fact that the kids are there with the moms and the moms are like and and the kids are trying to date each other and then the kids are there to see it is what makes it beyond insane yeah um grammys we shouldn't really cover the grammys too much other than say the show is too long it's just way too long just i watch some like red carpet stuff because i like to see the fits and then between the red carpet and the actual show it's just like god damn i was the fucking there for like you know six to eight hours you know they post the fits online i do but i kind of like when they arrive and then they talk about them it's I like culture, Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm hand up. That's on me. Culture head. I, li- I like to see what's going on, but it didn't. It was, it was a bad show. It felt like forever. Everyone's waiting for the Beyonce moment, and then they give it to Harry Styles. It's like, who cares? Where was that one guy who ran up? He should have run up on stage and took the mic from Harry Styles. Oh, our one man, me and Kanye. <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, the one man that... Yeah, could have saved that show. Yeah, no, it, it's funny. He's been a little bit out of the uh, you know cultural conversation. Well, yeah, we haven't been talking about him. It's well, I, pro- think, it's good. It's I good. think he went away, and I think he's conscious of his ability to sort of jump in at any time. And I think I think he is uh, taking a little break, probably for the best for all of us. Well, that's good. I actually saw a video the other day of him. like He was just like walking up and down the street, like kind of looking stressed that's tight dude yeah sick. <laughs> that's a sick. sick video i'm so glad can I you send me that i'm so <laughs> i'm so glad i brought that to the pod yeah. yeah that's fucking awesome i know maybe we'll add it on the video uh <laughs> video portion of the show it's just a video of kanye on his phone walking stressed and someone goes is that kanye kanye that's kanye Hold that's up. the video i'm gonna let you finish but <laughs> i thought steve lacy was the best dressed at the grammys he looked really good um, also Shania Twain. Damn. I thought those two were, uh, yeah. know, best in show. I did think Shania Twain looked kind of cool with that, cra- that crazy, uh, yeah, cow she bought out. She also seems to have not aged in the last like 30 years, which good for her, whatever she's doing. Good for her. Yeah. Steve Lacey looked cool as hell. You know, I'm okay. If I never hear it again, What's bad on? habit. I bought my tongue. It's a bad habit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a target song now. I've hit the maximum amount of times I can hear it. I think. Great song, but great artist. And and Steve Lacy, I agree, look cool as hell, and is cool as hell. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why people are getting all mad about the some like dumbass Academy choosing giving these awards out, and they do the same thing year after year after year. So fall for it every year. Be like me. Don't watch that shit. Yeah. No, I I respect it. I, there's something about it, and I just when it's coming up, I'm like, oh, the Grammys or something. I'm excited, and then I watch it. And I'm like, this is awful. Why am I watching this? Oh, somebody need their Grammy? I like it. I like cultural conversation. I like when everyone's watching or talking about the same thing on Twitter. I will say that is the one thing that I think was interesting from a sort of like 
um, algorithm perspective, you know, we've been talking about Twitter and sort of their new sort of, uh, you know, for you page and stuff. It didn't feel like my page was talking about the Grammys quite as much. Probably because people weren't really talking about the Grammys. I guess people, people don't really watch them. You know what people are talking about, Kevin? What? Blanding. Blanding? It's dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. Blanding. First story of the day comes from HypeBeast.com. You know it's good when it comes from HypeBeast. It's because it's a fashion story, Kevin. And uh, it's also a design story. And it's the thing that I think Design Twitter is talking about the most right now, which we love, which is a new logo for Fashion House Burberry. And, you know, for the past few years, it felt like design had sort of become what people call bland. Personally, I fucking hate the word bland. I hate when people bring it up. I think it's just, it's lazy. But, you know, it's it's it's, it's a all-encompassing word for flat, minimal, and then on the logo front, like sans serif word marks. I think everyone knows the meme mm-hmm. where you see the sort of like four fashion houses um, and sort of the updated branding that they did in sort of like 2018, I guess, right? It was like five years ago. Um, and so Burberry was like front and center on that meme. Wow. It was St. Really- Laurent, Balenciaga, Burberry, Berluti, and Balmain. Those are like the five fashion houses, and they all kind of went for bold, sans serif, all caps logos. And that meme became like, I would say like the poster child for quote unquote blending. And so when Burberry announced that they were going to be changing their logo, and introducing a minimal serif logo, people uh, took notice. And so this is a new archive-inspired serif look. Love an archive. Yeah, it's, it's, inspi- it's inspired by a 1901 logo. And it also kind of comes with an equestrian knight design, which is like a symbol. And it has the word prosum, meaning forwards on it. And so basically... What isn't really a huge move, because of its sort of meme-ness, I think that's why this has become such a big story. And I dig it. Like, I think it feels more classic. It feels also more modern. Um, And I I just think this is a move away from blending in sort of a world where I think design is moving towards more personality, more fun, more funkiness. And I think this is because of its placement on that meme is sort of, I guess it's a signal to the world that we're ready to move past the minimalist, simple logos. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they added a couple bumps in the type and then that's mm-hmm. like personality. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. I, I don't, I mean, I don't really give a fuck about Burberry. My mm-hmm. fat ass thought Burberry was a cereal before, <laughs> before today. So this yeah. is news to me. Yeah, so Burberry is a, British brand. And so Ricardo Tisci was the original or the last creative director, famous for Watch the Throne uh, work um, with Kanye. And then so Daniel Lee is the new sort of creative director. And so they've been kind of putting in a new strategy and to, you know, kind of put Burberry back into its sort of, uh, you know, more of its tradition. It's funny, like I was actually on Fifth Avenue kind of walking flex in Manhattan, New York City this weekend. And I went into a couple of these like very fancy fashion stores and they're all the same you know they all kind of have these like expensive clothes that you can't afford and like uh overly branded logo stuff and they all have the same logo pattern and they all have a crest and then they all have a handbag and you know it's like they all have the same kind they all gotta do it on a horse yeah they uh, they gotta do it on a horse yeah just kind of it all melts together a little bit for me i think it's interesting that like burberry is kind of taking a step towards being british 
which I guess is like a core part of their brand. Isn't it? Bloke core, I guess, is a thing. Yeah, where TM. Like people like dress up like, you know, soccer players and wear sambas and stuff like that. Rip cigs. I, yeah, rip cigs and drink pints at the, at the at the pub. I'm kind of a bloke myself. Yeah, dude. I, I It is a cool vibe. Like, I'm yeah. totally there for it. And so I think it's like kind of bringing some of that energy back. And then for there's like a campaign, they have Skepta and they got soccer stars and they got sort of like youth culture, British people. All of this I'm here for. Like, honestly, I don't think anyone would really be talking about it if it wasn't for the the meme, which I think is really kind of what what is making the conversation kind of happen. In my humble meme opinion, yeah. I think that meme is a little uh it's a little mid. It's just an icon of that moment, which is people saying all these logos are looking the same and all these brands are kind of, you know, kind of moving away from from fun and 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 character and moving towards simplicity. You know, that kind of ruled the design world for maybe 10 years. So I think we've been talking about this. We've been covering this. And you know, design is, it needs personality. I don't know what to tell you, boss. We live in a simulation. We do live in a simulation. And the pendulum is swinging back towards fun in design. And I think if it means a little, <laughs> little extra serifs to the mm. type. and A couple th- bumps, yeah. Yeah, a couple bumps. Yeah, they um, took, they went back to the archives, which is a classic move. I feel like if you're working on a brand that's been around for um, you know this long, 100-something years, you got to go back to the archives. You got to look at the logos from the past and be like, which one of these can we uh, reimagine? And so I think they picked a good one. Yeah. Leaning like, into bloke core with, with a couple bumps. Cu- Salute. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, listen, you get you get Skepta and you get, you know, some, you know, some cool British people. And I think it's going to be a success. I think the one thing will be interesting for me is like, do the clothes take a new direction? Like, because I think it's funny when these fashion houses like you know make these new identity sort of work, and then all of a sudden it's like the clothes are exactly the same. Yeah. So trying to make a f- the fashion house a fashion home. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think it'll be more interesting to see if other brands take this lead and then kind of like you know go back to some of their old logos and do some more funky stuff which i think that'd will be happen. cool if the meme corrected itself and then like every, yes all the all the brands that are on the original meme just do this pretty much exact same thing they just add slight serifs and we, little we, bumps in the type we should make uh, the meme where it's like what the next brands should do and they should um so we know. gotta you're telling me to design multiple logos that's for right fashion houses yep yep i think i'll pass cool um speaking of fashion um Mischief, one of our favorite companies on the earth. It's because they come out with things every week that I think move the needle and they're fun to talk about. And uh, they're back and, you know, they're continuing their 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 move towards fashion and wearable stuff. Um, this is Mischief's Big Red Boots. The Big Red Boots. So this is their latest drop. Um, it is literally a pair of Big Red Boots. They kind of are inspired by Dora the Explorer's boots or Astro Boy's boots. And so if you could picture them, they're just giant and red and they look incredibly comical. They look like almost every single action figure boot. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And I think this is what I expect from Mischief. When they started doing sneakers, I was a little sort of... Uh, I don't know. I was I was a little critical of some of the sneakers that they were putting out. Remember in the beginning they kind of just like put tape on like an Air Force One. The gobstompers. The gobstoppers I thought were kind of cool where they kind of shaved down and You just like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I just love Fallon. That's my guy. (laughs) 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 Love Jimmy Fallon. Come on the pod, Jimmy. Yeah. And so this is kind of what I expect from Mischief. Like bold, zany, like insane statement things that like are less for like wearable. Ness and more for just like 
craziness. Yeah. And getting people talking and sort of like, yeah, no one would actually make if it wasn't for mischief. Like Nike's not doing this. Like even giant fashion houses, like maybe they would do something crazy like this for a runway. But it feels like they're kind of like the, you know, they're like the concept car of sneakers. I think this is cool. Like I think they look cool. I think when people are wearing them, they look like cartoon characters. I'd love to walk around and just make a bunch of footprints in these. They look fun to wear. Yeah, they do. I think they're pretty funny, and uh, I'm surprised no one wore them to the Grammys. Were they out for the Grammys? I mean, they came out like the day after. The yeah. Grammys were Sunday. These are within the last three days, so I feel like it was something that like would make sense at the Grammys. Yeah, I mean, Harry Styles should have wore them. He'd look a lot cooler with those big red boots. Maybe yeah. take some attention away from that awful uh, <laughs> one-piece he wore in the beginning. Uh, no Harry Styles slander will be accepted on this podcast. I'm just slandering his fashion. He looks bad. Um, or looked bad, but yeah, I think I thought these sneakers like made sense. Uh, you know, for for you know that cultural moment, the Grammys are sort of a fashion moment for people to wear crazy things. So, so a little surprised that they didn't get someone to wear them. But um, yeah, I also like what they said about the sneakers. They said if you kick someone in these boots, they go boing. Boots go boing. Boots are <laughs> boots go boing. You never design shoes to be shaped like feet. Big red boots are really not shaped like feet, but they are extremely shaped like boots. Boots. Yeah. Big Kevin. red boots go boing. They, <laughs> how much do these run? Good question, Kevin. They are going to be available on February 16th at 11 a.m. And I believe they go for $350. Incredibly reasonable for a very usable shoe that you can wear daily. You could wear every single day. Your friends will totally not you know, make fun of you or you'll definitely want to be seen with these. Yeah. You can probably drive in them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Operate heavy machinery. Mm -hmm. I want to see a steel toe version of these. Yeah. I wonder like, as you know, here's a real thought, Kevin, as we get more into metaverse, you know, characters and oh, digital world, God. do you think we, as people will start dressing more like digital cartoon characters? Cause I think that's what this is. I hope not. Yeah, me neither. But I guess maybe we will because they're forcing it down our throats at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking on StockX. You can get a pair for uh, $1,300 oh. for the big red boots. Easy. Let's, uh, why don't we get some for the stew? Yeah. We can put them right behind you. They would look good on the shelf. But I just think these are silly and stupid, but and then, and then in a good way. I like the copy. You know, if you kick somebody in the boots, they go boing. That's awesome. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, it is like, good. That's all you ever wanted. Credit to Mischief. I've said this before, but like the fact that they come out with something new every week. Have is, they been coming out with new things every week? Because their website is, uh, you know, maybe a little lacking. I checked yesterday. Whoa. Are you, you know? are you saying they're abandoning the weekly drop model? I'm not saying anything. I'm asking a question. But mm. I think it's valid if they are abandoning that because that's kind of some psycho shit it's truly insane like to put out stuff at their quality and execution once a week maybe i'm telling them you should you know, maybe take a week or two in between yeah i mean because that's the thing it's like if you are going to do 52 launches a year at this scale like you're gonna have to come out with some mid stuff work-life balance <laughs> exactly um speaking of work-life balance the you see the cologne <laughs> <laughs> yeah the wd-40 cologne yeah yeah uh, people want to appear like they work so bad. Yeah. Like people want to appear like they do Carhartt shit. And, you know, coming from me, I'm wearing a pair of fucking Carhartt double knees right now. They want to do Carhartt shit so bad. Yeah. It, it's just so funny. 
Yeah. I mean, I at least have some grease on my hands right now. Damn, Kevin, you're so yeah. sick. I, I did some car hard shit this morning. It's so. true. People want to look like they're working hard. And so this this is a funny idea where the cologne by Mischief smells like WD-40, so it, you can smell like you did some uh, hard work. Do people wear cologne? I'm asking like for real, for real, because... I personally don't. I wear cologne maybe like once or twice a week. And it's not like a daily thing every day that I put on in the morning, but I'll throw it on for, you know, kind of uh, if I'm going to see some people and maybe give out some hugs, you know. I mean, I'm more of like a natural pheromone type guy. I, I wear uh, I wear some natural deodorant, Schmitz. Mm, that's shout, definitely shout out not Sch- working. No, it definitely is working. Shout out Schmitz, um, the only natural deodorant I fuck with. And if it can keep me dry and not smelly, keep oh, wow. you dry and not smelly. This is quite an ad. You see this? Yeah. On YouTube, you should just put up a big fucking ad for I'm a, schnitz. I'm a heavy sweater. I respect that. And that cologne keeps you dry. Yeah. Wow. What but, a great cologne, Kevin. <laughs> but WD-40 <laughs> keeps you wet, mm. keeps you lubed up. I mean, I think it's a funny idea. I think, again, if you're going to do weekly drops, it's hard to come out with heaters. You can't have big red boots every week. So this is a good idea. I think, Kevin, do you think people should dress in a post blue collar stolen valor right car hard and you know looking like you work really hard kevin you're wearing a shirt that or a hat that says work sucks i'm going skiing is that sort of the next wave yes anti-work anti i mean it's it's already here anti-work wear yeah it's like kind of like andy reed you know you just wear like a <laughs> like a hawaiian shirt yeah hawaiian shirt and sweatpants i'm excited for that i mean that'll be sick yeah you just look like you're on vacation all the time you know it's my like grade school dream to wear a fucking comfy shirt and sweatpants <laughs> every day. That's very, yeah, very funny. The other day I said Kevin looked like a kid who drank a lot of fruit punch and it got on his mouth as a kid. And I'd like to formally on the podcast say, I'm sorry, Kevin, that's not that's not nice of me to say. I mean it probably did. Anyone any <laughs> any child who drinks red Gatorade, you know. Yeah, yeah. They it, it just it's inevitable. Especially if you're playing sports and you're going hard and you're just like, you know, mm-hmm. get a cup and you'd knock it back. Like, yeah. A little bit's going to get in your face, and you wipe it off, and you, you get back out there, and you start playing. Yeah. Speaking of going hard, Kevin, uh, our next topic, penis-shaped lipstick. Kevin, is that a lipstick in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Apparently, so this is from a makeup brand called Asamaya Beauty. It is a new lipstick that got a uh, not-safe-for-work makeover, and that's because it comes in a penis-shaped tube. This is my fucking Super Bowl. Um, I'm just going to say it now. I am so excited for this topic. Uh, I found it yesterday, and yeah. it just made my week. Mm. Um, and, you know, the intersection of, um, you know, design and penis packaging, mm. that's my fucking Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm excited to get into this. It is um, very intentionally shaped like a phallus, a cheeky take on sexual innuendos that beauty brands have employed for decades. Um, the idea came to the founder in a dream, and it is made of zinc alloy, and the tubes weigh in at approximately 10 ounces each, about three times the average lipstick weight. What's the, uh, what's the measurement on these? Do you, I, know how, you, know, you know how long they are? I don't see uh, quite a, a size here in terms of uh, it stands pretty tall. Um, but it does look travel sized. Yeah, I mean it. Do- it looks a little uh, looks a little small. Yeah, you could put this penis in your pocket. I think is uh, okay. Well, that's cool. So, Kevin, yeah, this is your Super Bowl. This is the package you've been waiting for. Yeah, uh, this is this is package design at its finest. This does feel mischiefy. I will say this kind of feels like the mischief effect, right? Where if you make something that is provocative and gets the people going, and maybe is a little bit phallic. It gets people talking, and it's going to show up on uh, far more 
news site. I just think this was probably a pretty hard concept for a lipstick. I mean, lipstick um, <laughs> to sell Christ. to sell in, you know, to the to the client. You you just want to know the the backstory. Actually, the um, there is the backstory here. It says, "I wish I could screenshot the conversations between myself and the design team." Uh, at some point, quote, it became totally normal to discuss the proportions in graphic detail. We're able to have a good laugh along the way. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this forever. Like, let's let's normalize, uh, you know, <laughs> let's normalize talking about dicks. To be honest, I don't know why, but like for me, it doesn't seem that controversial. I can't believe no one had done this before. It seems so obvious. The balls on this fucking design team. Massive. Mm-hmm. I, I do really also love the art direction for the photography. Really smart, really fun, really graphic, bold. And uh, yeah, I mean, fashion should shock people. I think that's the thing. It's like, I don't see a ton of that in beauty. I think beauty kind of typically plays things fairly safe. I really want to see some more uh, fashion brands push the envelope like this. It's kind of a keepsake, kind of a collectible. And I think if you show up at a party or show up at brunch and you pull this thing out of your your bag, you're going to start a conversation. Yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty vain to use this lipstick. Wow. Kevin, how many more of these you got? (laughs) I got a whole page full. <laughs> Do you want to just fire them all off now? Because yeah. we should, probably shouldn't move on. Yeah, this is a schlong time coming. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. At first, I thought this was an Alexander Wang collab. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think these customers might be getting a little shafted as the uh, mm-hmm. as the actual lipstick component of this package looks a bit thin. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is this, Iron Man's dick? <laughs> Okay, Kevin, I'm going to move on. The last thought is with the package, I mean, it's a little like curvy. That's, it it, seems that's a, the best it, one. That's what you got? It seems a little crooked. I'm I'm worried that like uh, ap- applying it might be a little tough since it's a little cockeyed. God, Kevin, these, these are last ones are bad. Um, no, they're good. They're, <laughs> well, guess what? I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, Kevin. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that come in the shape of wieners, Oscar Meyer is looking for wienermobile drivers. Kevin, this story comes from the Chicago Sun-Times um, in its business section. So the uh, Oscar Meyer you know, sort of wienermobile is, is incredibly famous, an iconic uh, branded car. The most iconic branded vehicle around. Yeah, I can't think of any other brands that have iconic cars other than Batman. I think last time we talked about this, we were like, oh, we should look up mm-hmm. other branded cars, but we didn't. They, so, more brands should time. have cars that look like their products. Yeah, next time. Actually, you know, uh, Adidas did the Kanye slides as cars. That was kind of sick. I think, you know, that that always gets the people going. Looked like Dumb and Dumber, you kind ever, of like the, the, the dog van. You ever hear a Toyota? They do that same thing. What? They make they make uh, cars cars in the shape of the products. Yeah, but their car their product is a car. Kevin, don't don't go here. So basically, it's the position is called a hot dogger, and so this is a actual job posting. And so I guess you're gonna have to drive about twenty thousand miles a year to two hundred events across twenty states. That's no small feat. If you're into that sort of thing, it'd be cool. I mean, probably a good way to see America. Yeah, they're saying that less than one percent of candidates out of two thousand applicants be chosen. And yeah, they're planning on hiring twelve hot doggers. Um, and so you get, yeah, you get the sort of job title to, uh, you know, to be the Wienermobile spokesperson and driver. Yeah. So it's like a one year position. The funniest thing of the story is they posted the, uh, the salary, $35,600 a year, oof, oof, but, oof. but you get $150 a week for meals and all of your hotels are comped. Okay. So as you're driving around, you get to stay in, you get to stay at the super eight motel. For I was going to say, I'm probably not great hotels. Oh yeah, definitely not. I mean, you're not staying at the fucking Ritz Carlton. Yeah. You get healthcare. And 18 paid days off. Well, that's more than us. That's not true. You, <laughs> we definitely do more than 18 paid days off. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. That is not a great 
job. <laughs> yeah, not a great salary, to be honest. And the fact that it's like, oh, this is so prestigious. Yeah. It's a touchstone of our brand. Yeah. It's it's an important position. It's it's like it's gonna be very selected very like yeah. rigorously. And yeah. then the, you only get thirty five thousand a year. Like Ugh. that's some dog shit. Like after taxes, that's like nothing. Yeah, you're literally you know, you're eating hot dogs for dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ed Rowland, senior manager for brand communications for Oscar Mayer, called the job extremely important. Quote, from traveling to events across the U.S. to regularly speaking with customers and media on behalf of the brand. So you have to be a spokesperson, too. You can't just drive the car. You have to, like, be, like, an Oscar Mayer yeah, sort we, of, we like, met ambassador. Some of the, remember at How Design Live, we met some of the hot doggers? Yeah, I guess, yeah. And they were sort of hot dog enthusiasts. They seemed like they had been on the road for a while. <laughs> Hot Doggers operate as a marketing firm on wheels, sheesh, providing invaluable experience to recent graduates while continuing our mission of uniting millions around a love of meat. You know, to be <laughs> honest, if you factor in all of the drive time and yeah. all of the time they're at these events, yeah. I wonder what it comes out to, because I would guess that may, this might be like under minimum wage. It's pretty close. Yeah, no, it's definitely like on... Uh, the border there. It's very low. You could probably make more at a grocery store selling Oscar Mayer mm -hmm. than driving this car. Also, everywhere you go, people are going to be looking at you and you kind of like, you can't hide. You're in a fucking like, you know, 30 foot fucking hot dog. You got to be really extroverted to do this. I mean, I could understand why people would want this job. Yeah. I mean, me personally, when I saw this headline, I was like, shit, I'm going to, I might apply. I might throw my hat in the ring. Yeah. And I saw the salary. And I was like, fuck Oof, no. Yeah. It is a real job. So it is a real job posting. And so I guess this is, you know, I, I do think there will, they'll find people to do this. But I think if they're going to make this into like a marketing thing, like, you know, become a hot dogger, like it's a prestigious job and like tell the story to press outlets and things like that. You probably should up your salaries, Oscar Mayer. Like, I mean, read the room. No one wants to work. Yeah, nobody wants to work in the first yeah, place. Period. And then, like, you know, cost of living's going up, inflation, yada yada yada. Yeah, thirty-five k is, is this nothing. Is, this is craft. Like, craft owns Oscar Mayer Wiener. The pockets are fucking deep. Yeah. So, how much is craft? Uh, the craft Heinz company, you know, make uh, in money. You know, they have 38,000 employees. Yeah, twenty-five billion dollars. Oh yeah, I mean. Mm -hmm. They're, I'm, they're scraping the barrel for to come up with that 35K for the yeah. hot doggers. Yeah. <laughs> and how many of them are there? There's like 10 of them? 12. 12? A 12 pack. Shame on you, Oscar Mayer. Like, do better. If if this is if this enroll was, quote, extremely important, you can you can you can pay a little bit more. Uh let's let's start by like doubling. I was gonna shit. say double that shit and and maybe maybe start from there that seems yeah, reasonable because a you have to fucking drive b you have to be an ambassador c they're calling you a marketing firm on wheels like what you gotta you got be like out there ambassador for this hot dog company and i'm gonna be honest you look like a fool <laughs> <laughs> after the first two weeks of driving this thing that like sort of enjoyment i think or that sort of novelty of driving around a giant hot dog is gonna fade fast I mean, not if you really love that brand. It is kind of sick, though. The car, like, I'm looking at it right now. Like, it's pretty well designed. Dude, we truck. were in there. We were in the hot dog mobile. I know, but I didn't appreciate it, I guess. I mean, it was the morning, and I don't know if you've had, you had your coffee yet. That's, that's fair. I, I was just kind of tired, I guess. But also, I don't really, like, Oscar Mayer's not my hot dog brand. Shout out to Nathan's. Yeah, like, Nathan's is good. I have no affinity for Oscar Mayer. So, like, the idea of driving around a giant hot dog-shaped car doesn't mean anything. But I'm sure there are people out there that, like, that's their yeah. childhood favorite. I think they need a bologna bus. They should. Yeah, they should. Why stop at just hot dogs? Like, obviously, Oscar Mayer makes so many products. You're right. They need a whole fleet of vehicles. Kevin, this is a great idea. 
This is an actually great idea. Maybe they'll pay me like ten dollars an hour to be a <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. a designer there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be like, a to be a consultant. Yes, and like yeah, you got a hot dog wienermobile truck. Like what else? Where's the baloney bus? Yeah, where's the baloney bus? Let us know. And if you still have an idea, we're coming after you, Oscar Meyer, for that twenty six billion. You know, this is an original front center idea. Yeah, we're gonna it for that idea. We're gonna need at least one year salary of the hot, <laughs> hot dogger. Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take uh, yeah thirty. $36,000, please. Yeah, thank you. 30, uh, $35,600. Cool. Next story comes to the die line, the world's greatest package design resource. Uh, award show coming down to the final uh, sort of uh, deadlines. Yeah, get those apps in. Get those get those uh, applications in. Fun fact, we still have not uh, sent in ours, so uh, we'll be paying the most amount of money. Awesome. Yeah, for the extreme procrastinators. Well, it's just because we love the die line so much, we just want to give them money. That's true. We want to give them the most amount of money yeah. for their service. We want to support them. Yeah, because of all the amazing uh, work that they do, how could we ever repay them? Kevin, remember co-creations? Oh, I love co-creations. Uh, 2022 Fronty of the Year for a Good Job You Tried Award. Oh, yeah. Who could forget? A classic moment. And hey, props to them. Yeah. 2023, they're out here trying again. Oh, they're back. They're trying once more. I think you remember, I remember you saying that they were taking a little bit of break from these things. Because they were coming out of kind of a fast clip last year. Was last year the year with Starlight and all that stuff? Yeah. Or was that two years that ago? That was last year. Damn, wow. They So they have done a lot. They did the Starlight. They did the Dream World. They did Pixel. They did Marshmallow. They had some hits in there. Yeah. And so they're back. And they have a new can coming February 10th. So that's this week. And it is, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of that mysterious vibe. It's called Move, and it's transformation flavored. Wow. So um, that's intriguing. And it is a collaboration with Spanish musical artist Rosalia, who I am uh, I'm a fan of. Yeah, she can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, she's Rosalia is uh, is is the best. I'm gonna call the shot out here. Yeah, I love Rosalia. Yes, but this might be the worst thing she's ever gonna do in her career, and it's not gonna be any fault of her own. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Not that this is gonna be the worst thing in the world. I'm sure she'll do probably like things with companies that are probably worse than this like doing a co-collab isn't like the craziest awful thing but i do think rosalia is known as like a really interesting artist like pushing boundaries of of the uh, of, of the world of art and uh, music and uh, live shows and she 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 pushes boundaries and i don't think this is doing that i think this is like kind of expected the can kind of has like a hand-drawn elements and half the can is pink and the other half is black and white it's called a transformation alex oh god i didn't get it so one side is dra- hand-drawn and then the other side is fully formed that's yeah. a transformation yeah wow thank you for explaining that to be honest i didn't get it it's it tastes like a transformation so is it but it's transforming from right to left don't you think the transformation should happen from left to right I don't know. Yeah. I, I think also like it's not clear the transformation thing is happening. Like the middle area for where the transformation is kind of going from sketch to non-sketched, I think could be I think this idea could be executed a little bit better. Where do you think you're gonna transform? I think uh I'm gonna turn into Rosalia. Yeah. I'm gonna start speaking Spanish. I mean shit, I would love to transform into Rosalia. Same, yeah. Um, so that's what that's what this flavor tastes like. And so I, I think we also predicted this last year that they were going to run out of like design tropes, you know, because they were all they're all trying to be this like kind of new, more you know, sort of modern, funky design aesthetic. So they have like the pixel one, the metaversey one, the space one, 
And this one kind of is, I guess this is the hand-drawn one. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the marshmallow one, which was also white and outlined. This isn't piquing my uh, interest quite It's not much. wet in your beak? No, I mean, listen, I, I've been very uh, favorable in terms of my love for the Coke Creations projects. I think it's cool that Coke is doing forward-thinking mm -hmm out there kind of uh, launches like this. And I think it's interesting that they're now bringing sort of famous people into it. Yeah. It does feel mischiefy. Like I also, I'll say that again, like mischief's influence is here as well. Like it was, we it's uh, there in the beauty space here. It is in the beverage space, like doing launches and drops and doing things that are sort of like with partners in the, in the sort of entertainment world. It does feel like this is uh, yeah something mischief would do, but just not good. Yeah, I was going to say that calling them adjacent to mischief is maybe a step too far, maybe a couple steps too far. I said that Coke Creations is the mischief of beverage in like last year. Yeah, but like I think you could admit where you're wrong and you know, you don't have to you don't have to live and die by that take you made last year. Uh no, I stand by my takes no you're matter whether you're gonna stand I, by that I, I, you're going to stand by that take. Mhm. Mm I'm going to go down on the Titanic with this take. Um, All right, well, you know, that's that's your prerogative. Well, I think again it gives, you know, credit to Mischief that it's hard to put out these things at this rate and make them all great and I think Co-Creations came out hot with Starlight. I thought that was like particularly maybe the best one that they've done so far. And I think it's been a slow sort of a slope down to where we're at here, which is transformation with Rosalia, which is sad because it's like I think with Rosalia, this should be the best one. Yeah, I think she deserves an actual Coke campaign. She's a big artist. She deserves like a massive campaign with Coke. I think, Kevin, you will probably see that because I don't think Coke does a deal with someone as big and influential as Rosalia and just, you know, sort of delegates and relegates them to uh, sort of just Coke creations. Like, I think you'll see probably a commercial or some, you know, more activation. Like, also, Coke, they'll probably. Um, put her on maybe potentially multiple brands. So you'll see her doing Coke or maybe some Sprite stuff. or Maybe, like, maybe know, some Powerade stuff. <laughs> Powerade stuff. I mean, listen, that would be cool as shit. Probably not because Coke doesn't really care that much about Powerade. You know what would be cool for this flavor? And which may or may not happen. I will I will actually, you know, give them their flowers if this is the case. If it's some sort of like now and later, tastes like one thing at first and then, mm. you know, transforms on your palate. I think that would be cool. But yeah. am I you know, at all hopeful that that's going to be the case? Absolutely not. That would be pretty remarkable. And I doubt that they're going to do that because if they did, they probably would talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to taste like uh, orange or something or yeah. like cream or... I would like to try it. Yeah. I mean, listen, all these things I'm down to try. I don't understand why there has to be a sort of shareable digital metaverse thing. It, uh, is that also part of this? Unlock the next version of yourself. Get ready to watch how your unique personality transforms into your own shareable digital meta version. What? It's unclear, but the use of transform makes me believe that it's connected. The Coca-Cola Creations website is a little bit unclear about if these two are connected, but I would say that they probably are. Unlock the next version of yourself? Yeah. In the metaverse, baby. Get ready to see how your unique personality transformed into your own shareable digital meta version. Sorry, no. I thought we were done with this shit. I thought so too, but I think <laughs> Oreo last week, right? They were, we were talking about that. I think these brands just started doing metaverse stuff like eight, 10 months ago when everyone was talking about it. And then like it takes them eight <laughs> to 10 months to get this stuff into the world. And now they're like, metaverse. And they're like, ooh, I don't know. Oh, to be fucking massive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I guess it's hard to be... A, no, I'm sure it is. It's hard to be a giant company and do these kind of things. Speaking of which, Heilman's is ready for the Super Bowl, and they have a pre-Super Bowl commercial that's getting some love on the internet. 
And uh, you ready for this, Kevin? It has John Hamm and Brie Larson. Do you get it, Kevin? Yeah. That's wow. John Hamm and, Ham and Brie Ham and Larson. Brie. Ham and Brie, yeah. And so that is Ham and Brie. Get it like a sandwich. Yeah, like a sandwich. And then like a sandwich you put mayo on. I, I like sandwiches. Hallman's makes mayo. You're starting to pick yeah, this up. Yeah, I'm picking yep, it up. Yep. I'm picking it up. And so this commercial features uh, also Pete Davidson. And so John Hamm and Brie Larson are yeah, why inside not? of a fridge. Because they're in the fridge because they're ham and brie, right? And that's you keep ham and brie in the fridge. Yeah, ham. Do you understand that? Yeah, no, Kevin. I'm are you the, tracking? No, I'm tracking. The question is, are you tracking? Yeah, no, I'm tracking too. Yeah, John Ham and Brie Larson. And wait, ham and brie. So this is a pre-Super Bowl commercial? I don't know if this is a pre-Super Bowl or will it be an actual Super Bowl commercial, but um, you know how it's, it's, what are we, five days away? Is a lot of times these commercials just come out because they want people to see them before the commercial. Nobody fucking cares. I miss the old days where you just saw the commercials when you saw the commercials. Some of them sucked. Some of them were great. I like. I don't want to see them a week before. I don't want to see them two weeks before. I was seeing this shit like fucking like three four weeks ago when the playoffs started. They were teasing the Super Bowl commercials. Really? Stop teasing these fucking commercials. Like, mm. there's no mystery. It's not our problem that you spent way too much money making this damn Super Bowl campaign and you had to pay all these motherfuckers. Keep it to yourself and just reveal it on the big game. Like, don't tease it. Stop doing this. Nobody gives a fuck. The only people who give a fuck are reading Ad Week and like. <laughs> That's us. I mean. I mean, I, I'm not reading Adweek. I literally look at the headlines. Speak for yourself. And there's like one or two things maybe I'll click on and mm. watch the video. Nobody fucking cares about your pre-Super Bowl commercial. Stop shots it. Fi- shots fired to Adweek and shots fired to everyone that makes Super Bowl commercials. Sorry. No, I agree with no you. No offense. To, I like Adweek. I do. I, I read Adweek. I think the maybe, chance- maybe I'll edit some of that out. No, you. it's fair to say you look for stories and you find maybe one or two of them a week. And we talk about maybe one of them a week from Adweek, potentially. But I feel like not even. Um... I think you're right, though. Like, it is kind of takes the mystery and the fun out of Super Bowl when you've seen the commercial before. I think you also hit the nail on the head where it's like you're spending a lot of money, first and foremost, to get all these stars. You're spending a lot of money to make this commercial. And then you're spending a lot of money to put this commercial in the game. So you want people to see it. And I guess the thought is like, if you put it out like a week before, you'll get those sort of like pre press of like, yeah, Hallman's Super Bowl commercial is coming. And then maybe you'll get the sort of like, you know, the game day uh, moment, and then potentially you'll get like after the show. But like, you know, there are a lot of brands doing a lot of creative stuff. So it's like, it does kind of get lost in the game. Obviously, there's also a football game happening. So it's like, people care about the commercials, but you are still competing with like 40, 50 other brands. And so, yeah, and the greatest fucking sport to ever be played. My beef is on a much different level. So ready, Kevin? Beef? I'm sorry, this is ham. Okay. That's where my <laughs> beef is, is that ham and brie. Like, I get the concept, right? I could picture someone in a room being like, okay, here's the idea. We're Mayo, and so we're going to get John Hamm and Brie Larson, like a Brie and Ham sandwich. My beef here is that if you had a Brie and Ham sandwich, I don't think you would put Mayo on that. I watched the commercial. Okay. Um, unlike some of us in this room. I watched the commercial. If you'll see the commercial, Pete Davidson says, I'm going to eat you guys, and then he makes a ham and brie sandwich and puts mayo on the outside for the panini press oh. which i think is it's partially valid because you you can lather the outside of the bread up for oh, the panini press with yes. mayo because it's like oil based okay and it does it does a good job people use it on like grilled cheese and everything i have heard however that bon appetit that's the however, right thing to do i'm sure a ham and brie panini would be good 
But like, I feel like you need ham and brie on a goddamn baguette. Mm. Like, if we're really, if we're splitting hairs here, for you know, going down to the details, mm. I think you eat it on a baguette. And also, if you look at the prop styling, they've yeah. got like a, a tray of fucking subs there. It's like, mm. if, if you have a part, if you're having a party and you have a bunch of subs there, you're not going into the fridge to make ham and brie. No, it just doesn't make sense. No, you're not making a panini at a, at a Super Bowl party. That doesn't make sense. I was thinking that the mayo goes on the sandwich. It you're may, saying it, it, they may have double side slathered it. I, I think know. if I, I'm going to have to watch the tape again, but I do think they put mayo on the actual sandwich because I think they're implying that this is a sandwich that makes mayo and not just goes on the outside. Even though I do think you're right, though, it is an interesting position as mayo to say, put it on your bread before you put it in the toaster because that is actually very good um, sort of pinny advice. And their entire campaign is like Hellman's brings leftovers to life. And ham and brie is not leftover. That's that's no, shit that's, you have in your fridge. That's that's yeah. You don't have ham. You don't have leftover ham and brie. That's, that's a pretty bougie sandwich. I think yeah. I mean, if I was going to make one of those sandwiches, I'd put like a little apricot jam potentially on there. Maybe a, sl- a couple slices of apple. Yeah, maybe some, some nice fucking butter. Yeah, some Dijon mustard maybe potentially. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah, a little little mustard. Yeah, I think to be honest, this sandwich is 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 too fancy for Hellman's. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think they're they're out kicking their coverage here. I think I agree. I think they're just trying to make this work because they got John Ham and Brie Larson, and uh, they couldn't they couldn't give that up. You ready for this thought, Kevin? Should have gotten uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, damn! Boo! That's and, good and, podcasting. And John Lettuce. And- <laughs> Bobby Tomatoes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but they got Pete Davidson. Yeah. What does he have anything to do with this? He's cool, and he shaved his head, so now he's, like, cooler. I mean, listen, respect to Pete he's Davidson. Straight, he's straight edge now. Just get those bags. Like, Taco Bell, Vitamin, a Smart Water, Hellman's. Like, get all the bags. Just do all the commercials. No one's like, damn, Pete Davidson sold out. It's like, no, no Pete absolutely. Davidson is... Is 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 getting those also, dollars while he can. Um, I'd like to add a note to the Rosalia story. Yeah, you too. Also, Rosalia, get that fucking bag. Take Coke for everything they got. So, <laughs> and good for you for getting a collab. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I just wish. I hope it's good. Yeah. So that's the show today. Um, lots of uh, lots of interesting stuff. Next weekend is Super Bowl. Uh, or this weekend is Super Bowl Sunday. So we'll come back with uh, our reports from the show. Also, Valentine's Day is coming, and I, I may I may bring my uh, my Valentine's Day boo on the program. Uh, we'll see you then. All right, great. Thanks, Thanks for watching the YouTubes. 